Hey Kenny, welcome back. We are on day 11, day 11 of 31 days of prayer. And today we're gonna to focus on uh, wisdom for our leaders, wisdom for our leaders. I wanna pray specifically for the mayor of Austin, Steve Adler. We're gonna ask that the Lord would grant him uh, wisdom during this really difficult time. If you look at the 31 days of prayer guide, our passage is James chapter one, verses five to eight. Let me read that for us. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. That person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now this passage is really helpful because it reminds us not only of the importance of wisdom, but the fact that God loves to give wisdom to those who ask of him in faith. If you remember from a previous video, we defined wisdom this way. Wisdom is the acquired skill of applying the correct understanding of the world and oneself as creatures of the magnificent and loving God. Let me simplify that. Say this. Wisdom is the ability to apply the principles of God's word to this life, to this world, to what's going on, to any given situation. You, you need that? You need wisdom right now with what you're going through? Do you think our leaders need wisdom? James is saying, if you lack it, ask for it and God will give it. Now, there are a few important observations that I want to take away from this passage. Number one, we're called to ask for wisdom in faith. Notice what he says there in verse six. He says, but let him ask in faith. What does that mean? Second part of verse six, with no doubting. Okay, well, what, is, what is that? Why, is, why can't we doubt? He goes on to say, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind, just all over the place. And these are strong words because he goes on to say, if you doubt like that, then don't expect to get this prayer answered. Now, it's important to realize who James has in mind here. The context of the book of James seems to be that he's more talking about not a genuine Christian who's fighting to believe, but someone who is at a settled peace with their doubt. Someone who's kind of has their foot in the door of Christianity, but also their foot in the door of the world. And, and you know, they want wisdom because they know they need it, yet they, they are half-hearted if you will, in their approach. I don't think he's talking here about a genuine Christian who sometimes struggles with doubt, though that person is fighting to believe God and take him at his word. The theme of the book of James has this idea of spiritual wholeness, where our actions and our hearts line up. James draws heavily from uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus kind of presents this picture of what a true Christian is, a person whose heart has been really changed such that their life reflects that change. They're living a spiritually whole kind of life, not just going through the motions on the outside like the Pharisees did in Jesus's day, but someone whose heart has actually been transformed by the power of the gospel and their life reflects that. And Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, it's just, it's not enough to think that you're righteous just because you've never committed adultery, for example. He says, if you lust in your heart after someone else, you've already committed adultery in your heart. 
Similarly, he says it's not enough just to say, I haven't murdered anyone. Jesus says if you have anger in your heart towards your brother, it's basically like you've murdered them in your heart. Spiritual wholeness refers to that heart change that God causes through the work of his spirit in planting the truth of the gospel onto our hearts so that our lives are changed. That's what James is getting at. He's saying, when he talks here in, in chapter 1, verses 5 to 8, when you pray for wisdom, make sure your prayer is coming from a heart of faith. Otherwise, don't expect that prayer for wisdom to be answered by God. Let me see if I can give an example from another passage. In Mark chapter 9, there's a man whose son is possessed by a demon. And that man asks, you could say, prays to Jesus. He asks Jesus to heal his son. And here's what he says to Jesus. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And listen to Jesus' response. Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Quite the response. What's Jesus doing? Are you doubting whether or not I can? Are you doubting my ability? Listen, you have to trust me. If you can, you don't think I can do this? He's pressing into this guy and strengthening his faith by showing him Jesus is more than able. And so how does this desperate dad respond in Mark chapter 9? It says this, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Now I would propose to you, that kind of faith is what James is getting at in James chapter 1. That's enough. It's a frail faith, but it's a frail faith in a faithful Savior. We must still fight to believe. And so when you pray for wisdom... Pray confidently like this. Lord, I believe that you'll give it to me. And if there's any hint of unbelief, help my unbelief. That's observation number one. Number two, God loves to lavish his wisdom on us. Notice what he says in verse five. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Listen, God is not stingy with his wisdom. God loves to lavish his wisdom on you when you ask of it in faith. And so it's important that we have this right understanding of God, especially in times like this. God is not a God who withholds what is a good thing for his people. He is not a God who leaves us to fend for ourselves. He is not a God who gives you just some of what you need to get through times like this, but you got to muster up enough wisdom, enough strength, enough courage, enough whatever, ability in yourself because God just gives you just a little bit, not enough. you got to fill in the rest so that he can teach you some sort of lesson or something like that. I wonder if we have that kind of view of God. God is a God who loves to lavish his goodness upon his people. He wants us to trust him, to depend upon him, to have faith in him, specifically to provide for us more than what we need. And what is it in this case? Wisdom. And he will give it generously. That's what it says, without reproach. And so let's now ask that, not only for ourselves, but more specifically for our leaders, and even more specifically 
for the mayor of Austin, Steve Adler, as he is in a very difficult position like, like most leaders during this time. Let's pray that God would grant him a kind of wisdom that is more than what he needs. Let's pray. Father, we pray for Mayor Steve Adler. We pray that you would grant him uh, wisdom, Lord. I don't know if he's praying this uh, for you, for, from you. I, I, we don't know the state of his, his heart, where he's at in his relationship with you, but we're praying it for him on his behalf. Would you grant the common grace to him to lavish your wisdom upon him? Even if he doesn't realize this is wisdom from you, give him wisdom, God. Help him to know how to apply what is right and good for this city in times like this. And we pray all these things in faith, in Jesus' name, amen.